during this octave of Easter, each day we have an account of what's known as appearances of the Lord, post-resurrection appearances. Jesus manifests himself, allows himself to be seen by different groups of people and you know, by the disciples, Peter, John, and those eventually, all of them. But the interesting thing here from the Gospel of John is that we focus our eyes on Mary Magdalene. She's the one today that the Gospel wishes to show us what, what's taking place in her. And, and it is interesting to see in her, and this is John's gospel, and, and we watch her, first of all, what do we see? If we were to look at other gospels, we know that first she goes early in the morning, very early in the morning, together with Joanna and Mary Cleopas, and the three of them are going there, and they find the empty tomb. Because the angels tell them he's not here, he's risen. So they tell Peter and others, but then Mary looks like she comes back. She's not happy. What do you mean not here? What does it mean he's no longer here? Where is he? And so she goes and now there's a sadness because it's not only that she does not see him. She wanted to anoint him together with others, but he's not there. We see the sadness in her eyes and so she goes to the tomb, and once again, the Lord reaches out to her. And it's the angel there, and it says to her, why are, you, why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? It's not because the angel is interested in knowing why she's weeping, because he knows. But why are you weeping? Because he is no longer he has risen. Why are you weeping? And because and she because in her grief, in her grief, we know that she loved the Lord. We know that she loved him. She loved him so much because what happened to her, if you have watched perhaps even The Chosen, the movie The Chosen, uh, he has removed from her uh, the evil one. She was possessed. There were seven demons which the Lord removed from her. And perhaps, you know, we, we, according to church's tradition, she was not living exactly a good life. And so there she is, but, but she loves him the way she knew him. She saw him die. She wants to keep him close to herself, but she wants to have perhaps proper even burial. Who knows what she's thinking? I want to have him. I don't want him to be just someplace, you know, in unknown. And so there she is, she is weeping. She's filled with tears, with sadness. You know, many people will lose their loved ones. You know that, you don't, you know, the sadness just comes because the one who is with you, the one who is very close to you is no longer there. And so there's a deep sadness because there's a missing aspect we miss. The one who has, who is no longer there with us. But here we see, uh, you know, Magdalene, because she loved him, she misses him, she wants to take him. But then what happens is that even even though she responds to the to the to the angel, because they have taken my Lord and I don't know where they have laid him. I don't know where he is. 
Now she goes in. She's in the garden. Uh, you know where, as we know, the the tomb was in the garden, a fresh tomb. And then she hears a voice. Uh, when she had said this, when the, when when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus there, but did not know it was Jesus. So she sees Jesus, but her eyes are filled with tears and she can't see anything. The grief blocks her ability to, to see, to notice. And Jesus said to her woman, why are you weeping? Once again, whom are you looking for? But she thought it was someone else, Gardner, and said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him. I'll take care of him. And it was at that moment, Mary, Jesus says to her, Mary, by calling her name, and she recognized as Jesus spoke, because probably Jesus said many times to her, same thing, calling her Mary. And her voice was, was familiar, and then she turns around and she realizes it was Jesus, and, and, and says to him, teacher. And so Jesus continues. Now, we see, we don't hear it, but but we know what happened here, because Jesus says to her, stop holding on to me. That means she must have embraced him because there's no other way why would jesus say why are you clinging on to me you know someone who loves you wants to you know not just physically from a distance wants to hold and this is what we have we have here and the lord says i have not yet ascended to my father i'm not ascended yet and but you but i do he says i'm going to my father and your father to my God and your God. You know, the expression of both Jesus, his relationship with the Father is unique because he's the Son of God. But, but the Father is also our Father. And Jesus is also the Son of God, which we are to know. Um, before we go into her, mass, into her mission, which the Lord entrusted, let's take a look here into ourselves for a moment. What does resurrection mean to us? What does it mean? For, for Mary Magdalene, she wanted to have cling on to whom she has known. She was not ready for this new reality of the resurrected Lord. Her eyes were focused on what she had known. What the Lord is asking us today is, is to look again at Jesus. Look again at him who has risen. What does it mean for us? Do we live the way we live? Do we continue to live as though resurrection did not take place? Do we live with a sadness in our eyes, sometimes tears because we are confused or we're saddened or we're sorrow, we're grieved by things? Do we live as though Jesus did not rose from the dead? Let's look at the beginning of the, of the first reading today. When Peter spoke to the people in Jerusalem, when he said, look what happened. Jesus was there, he's the one who came and the Lord, the Lord God has made him both Lord and Christ the Messiah. And this Jesus you have crucified. Look what they did. They didn't say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not the true story. We thought that he was blasphemous, he was blaspheming and so on. No, they, they took it, took Peter's words with, with that sense of of truth he's proclaiming the truth 
and they did something happened to them. Now when they heard this, they were cut to, to the heart, and they asked Peter and the other disciples, okay, so what are we to do now? How do we, how do we live today? Because Jesus rose from the dead. No matter what happened before Good Friday, no matter what happened to us in our faith, but are we able to look at Jesus from a different perspective? Do we recognize him as the one who is risen? Not just the historical dimension. The historical dimension is what Magdalene knew, St. Magdalene, Mary Magdalene. She knew who he was. And she wanted to kind of continue the way it was, even though she wanted to honor him, to, you know, to uh, perhaps bury him properly, whatever it is. But but Jesus introduces a different reality. And this is why I think he, the Lord is inviting us today to look at him again, not from perhaps the way we have known him, but maybe in a renewed way. And this is why we need the gift of the Holy Spirit. How is my life to change because he rose from the dead? How am I to live since he's in glorified body? He's just, he has ascended to the Father and is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. How am I to see him from the perspective of his nearness to me, that he is in me and we are in him? Because that's what Baptist does for us. We enter into his very body, mystical body. Do we realize that we live in him? In, in that glorified gift, the resurrected Lord, do we, do we live in him? That we're in communion with him, continuous communion. Can we sin when we know that we're in him? Can we do anything? Can we lose perspective and become discouraged when we're in him? I mean, this is the truth, the truth. So we're, we live in him, move in him, he's in us. Does that make a difference in the way we do things each day? Does it make a difference? It should. It should, because the awareness has to intensify, awareness has to increase, that I'm not alone, he's with me, I am in him. That is one of those difficult things for us. Sometimes we as Christians are accused that we live as though Christ didn't really die, or he did not really rise, or that he's not really important to us. That's, that is the difference. Can we, through our reflection, meditation each day, say, Lord, help my unbelief, help my discouragement, because I know that I am in you and you are in me, and you wish me to live a life in your life, life of glory. That is the difference. This is why, this is why uh, Madeline today shows us, yes, she loved him, Yes, she wanted to be there for him, to, to help him out, even to the very end, in every way. But the Lord has invited her to something different, a different way of being. Yes, she's clinging on to him because she wants to, to have this sort of present, the physicality of the Lord. But the Lord says, I am risen. I am to go to my Father, your Father. And so recognizing Jesus in that mystical presence that he is with us, within us around us, but also to recognize him in the Eucharist. As we know the story of the Emmaus, they said, well, you know, uh, we thought that he's going to be our Messiah, he's going to be the king, but now we're so discouraged, you know, and then the Lord allows himself to be recognized in the Eucharist. 
which means seeing Jesus, the resurrected Jesus in the Eucharist. This whole Christian Catholic tradition and, and Orthodox tradition of our faith where we see in G Jesus present in the Eucharist. And, and that's, why, that's why for us, once again, how far is Jesus from us? Well, he can't be if he is in that mystical presence, but we can also receive him each day. We can adore him. We can be there with him. You know, we can be. We can sense this this dimension, the sacramental dimension of his presence. And this is why it's so important. Just like the the people in Jerusalem were saying, "What are we to do? What are we to do?" In real in the reality, because Jesus has risen, and and you know the, that which made him which made them say, what should we do, is because they felt that they have contributed to his dying. They have contributed. We contribute ourselves with, to his dying by our sin. We know that. We know that this is the spiritual dimension of we can't, be, we can't live with indifference or with, with awareness of sin or sin, repetitive sin. We have to cry out to the Lord. He says, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live as though you're not here. I can't, I can't uh, live because you're with me. You're a witness to my sins. You're a witness to my, to my, my lack of faith. You're, you're a witness to everything that's going on. And so we can't say that Jesus is out there someplace behind the wall or someplace in the church, and I'm here in my home, in my house. We, we see, see what, what happens to us when we don't have the Lord within us. You know, not only the discouragement, we fall victims of our own weaknesses and sins, and we just can't untrap ourselves. But secondly, even grief, like uh, uh, the Mary Magdalene grief, she couldn't see things. Sometimes we ourselves, you know, grieving because of, you know, whether the loss of someone or the difficulties we go through, and the grief can blind us, even to the presence of Jesus among us can blind us so much because we just we're focused as to what happened to us yes people suffer on account of each other the lack of love the hate you know the the, the abuse everything is there yes and we are to seek some form of healing and justice yes but it has to be always from the perspective of jesus's resurrection we can't live as though without that perspective that's why we have to put a nice glasses of the resurrection in front of us we can see clearly clearly what what the lord has prepared for those who love him and then finally saint paul says it's it's all all of them he says but do not be afraid do not be afraid because what the lord is doing is is because if we repent and if we believe in his name if we walk with him if we allow ourselves to to receive that forgiveness because the lord wants to give us Receive the Holy Spirit whose sins you shall forgive are forgiven them. And he says, then you will receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit and he'll guide you. He'll be there with you. He'll guide you. He'll remind you. He'll remind you because, because of, of, of the very gift that God gives. But he says, but save yourselves from this corrupt generation. You watch out because you're surrounded by people and have an influence on. You go to college and you, you see what you pick up in college. You, you're among friends. You see what you pick up among friends. You live in a frat house. You pick up whatever you want to call. And you see and we, people pick up because we are affected and influenced by one another. 
you know, and, and, you know, how children are affected by parents who may not exactly be seeing things eye to eye, but are not able to, to control their, 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 you know, their frustrations. And so, so we are affected. And so this is the Lord is telling us through the first reading, as well as through the gospel, allow yourself to be affected by the Lord, by his love, by his presence, by the Eucharist, by his word, by the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. And this is what, why, why we can, that we can not only continue, but also to find even joy amidst difficulties and problems. And this world needs our witness. This is why go, go and say to my brothers, Mary Magdalene receives his mission. And so we are to be likewise too. Yes, we have to proclaim in words, in deeds, the attitudes we have, the way we look at politics, the way we look at the world, and secondly, the Lord needs us to be the intercessors too. We have the power to unite ourselves with him. We have extraordinary power. And so therefore our prayer, our prayer is so essential uh, because what happens is this prayer is a communion with the risen Lord, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. And we have the power. Can we change the course in in uh, in 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 the war of Russia and Ukraine? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. We have the power. That's why taking taking advantage, praying the Rosary, praying the Chaplet, doing the Novena of Divine Mercy will end to to this war. We have the power, and we can never underestimate it because it's the power of Christ dwelling within us, and we dwelling in Him. As we continue with the Sacred Liturgy. We can say to the Lord, Lord, help us to believe more. Help us to understand your, your very risen nature, your glorified body, your mystical body in which we live, in which we have our being. Help us to grasp it. Help us also to be men and women filled with that faith so we can proclaim it to others and that we can become the great intercessors on behalf of so many who have forgotten the Lord and, and with all the consequences that are there. And we ask, finally, the Lord, Lord, you give us everything. We help us to accept all the graces that you have prepared for us for today and for our life. Let us, let us be able to say to you, offer, share, give me everything that you have for me. And his, his gifts are not only for this world here, but for eternity, because he wants us to be with him. He died for us so that we may rise with him. He shares the divinity with us because he wants us to be like him in heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? 
I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.